Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is episode 40 on the Merry Biz podcast with Aaron Fifield and... It's podcast week. Welcome to Merry Biz. Get inspired to live your best life and learn what it takes to create an epic business from the world's most amazing entrepreneurs. We're your hosts, Emma and Carla Pappas. Let's get our Merry Biz on. Today's guest embarked on a journey to learn how to trade. What started as curiosity turned into a mild obsession. He opened a $5,000 account and began to trade, but quite possibly the most successful part of his trading journey so far was starting his epic podcast, Chat with Traders. He interviews successful, profitable traders with the aim to fast track the trading learning curve, not only for himself, but every other trader out there. Chat with Traders gets over 120,000 downloads every month, which in the podcasting world, Eagles freaking amazing. Welcome to Mary Biz, Aaron Fifield. Yay! Thank you very much. It's awesome to be here. We're so excited to have you on the show, Aaron. And our very first question that we always ask is, what is on your agenda today? And as it's super early, you can like give us the whole entire day rundown. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, from start to finish. So... Shortly after I get off the call with you guys, I've got an interview teed up with a futures trader in the UK. Um, she's another female trader, so it's awesome Ooh, to have cool. um, her on the podcast. Um, we've spoken a little bit beforehand, so that should be a really good one. Um, I've got a new VA who's um, going to be coming on board and helping me out with a few things just to kind of take some of the workload um, off my hands. Awesome. Um, so I've got to get him set up. Uh, take him, run him through, you know, a few procedures and that type of thing. And I'm also starting to plan out and brainstorm a membership type idea that I might be uh, sort of building off the back of the podcast. Um, oh. Obviously, still around chat with traders. And then in the evening, I pretty much dedicate that time to my, you know, my trading. So I'm actually reading through a book at the moment on algorithmic trading and also working my way through a. a course on programming. So wow. that's, uh, that's pretty much my day in a nutshell. <laughs> oh, wow. well, it sounds like an awesome day. <laughs> and um, we mentioned the podcast, obviously, in the beginning, Chat with Traders. So can you tell us a little bit about the podcast and how it all started? Because I think some of our listeners wouldn't even know what trading is. Like, we well, didn't I know don't really know. <laughs> of course. So, well, trading is essentially, you know, most people are probably familiar with the share market. So it's buying and selling shares yeah. or you know other financial products such as futures or forex foreign exchange uh options all those types of products um usually buying and selling 
um, usually either buying and selling intraday or buying and selling over the space of a few days to a few weeks. That's kind of what you'd define as trading. Um, investing is probably more of a longer term game. Trading's much more active. So the way the podcast started was I was pretty frustrated uh, with my lack of progress. I've been keen on trading for quite a few years now. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyone who's ever attempted it will know it's extremely difficult, um, you know, much the same as entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so I mean, it pretty much started out of my, my frustration and mm-hmm. with my lack of progress. And I kind of looked around one day and I sort of thought, you know, I don't actually know any other traders. No one in my um, circle of friends, uh, none of my family, no one I knew was a, had any, any interest in the stock market or trading or even investing for that matter. Um, and I've always kind of understood that if you want to learn something and be very good at something, you need to learn from those who are already where you want to be or at least a lot further ahead than where you are right now. Yeah. Uh, so I started the podcast and I mean that pretty much gave me a platform and a good reason to actually reach out to some of these really great traders mm. and, and have the opportunity to, to speak with them and ask them questions that I wanted the answers to. Um, so that, that's essentially why I started the podcast and that was around uh, January 2015. Wow. wow. So it's like super Whoa. new podcast. Yeah, yeah. We've just crossed our one-year anniversary about it one month ago. That's so. amazing. So crazy. So, like, when did you start to like gain traction? And like, were the numbers like, did it go from like zero to like thousands straight away, or like, was it a long process? And how did that all happen? Like, how did you get to those numbers? Well, I mean, it's been a pretty gradual uh, incline. It hasn't been, you know, I didn't just launch the podcast and we were instantly like two thousand downloads a day. Yeah. Um. So it's just been over time. It's slowly increased and. Mm-hmm. One thing I will point out is that, you know, there has been times when the numbers do drop off as well. So it's not mm-hmm. like a, a linear curve mm-hmm. um, of growth. It's like there are times when your numbers do, you know, fall a little bit. Yeah. Um, so, you know, as, you know, other people who have podcasts start to grow them, they will see that type of thing. But mm-hmm. hopefully you bounce back harder. Yeah. So um, how did I get there? Um I think one of the big things is definitely consistency. Yeah. Uh, being very consistent in how you uh, put out your content. Um, I mean, I've got you know my three top podcasting tips, which I'm going to share with you a little bit later, um, which I think should should really help to to answer that question. Cool. Oh, so freaking awesome! So since we started our podcast, we've had like heaps of people ask us like how we actually logistically create a podcast like what do you do to put it all together so we'd love you to take our listeners through you know your setup or your software or your process that you actually do every week to create this amazing show okay sure so i I mean i'll go through my setup first so i have a heel pr40 microphone um with the stand and the pop filter and all that type Mm. of thing i actually purchased that um there's a package available online through, I can't think of the name of the website right now, but um, after we finish this or wrap this up, Mm -hmm. I can give you the link if you want to put that in the show notes, Yeah, uh, which is actually a great package. The microphone is used by a lot of the, you know, the top podcasts that you'll, that you'll hear on iTunes. Um, And yeah, the package is actually a really good deal. It saves you quite a few bucks. So um, I'll give you that link. Um, 
Also on top of that, you need a mic to USB adapter, which I can also share a link with mm-hmm. um, for this particular setup. You can plug this type of microphone into a mixing board um, if you wish to do so, but for what I need it, I don't think that's necessary, um, and a US mic to USB adapter works fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, you need a good pair of headphones. Um, I've got a pair of Dre Beats. I always wanted a pair, us but too. never had a reason to buy them. So. <laughs> Same with us. We're, we're obsessed like, we're, with them. We're, we're like, like, oh, we love our beats. We loved them before, but we're like, we totally do not need them to listen to podcasts or music. But now it's like, yes, we do need them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. you just got to treat yourself a little bit. Yeah. And, <laughs> And the software I use, I use Call Recorder for Skype. I'm uh-huh. on a Mac, so that's obviously compatible with Macs really well. Uh, I think that's just a $30 once-off license that you pay. Yeah. Again, I can give you the link to that if necessary. And I also record um, – so with my podcast, I do an intro mm-hmm. um, at the start of the episode, which is recorded afterwards, mm-hmm. and um, that sort of goes through some of the things that we talked about. I record that part in GarageBand. Mm-hmm. And then my editor handles all the rest of it. He's awesome. Um, if anyone needs an awesome editor, I can hook you up. <laughs> yeah. He, um, so he goes through and he polishes everything up and um, makes it all nice and tidy. That's oh. awesome. Yeah, we'll definitely get all those links for our listeners. Um, I think we use a few of the same things. So yeah. that's really cool to hear. And We're I doing think, it right. <laughs> and I think it's awesome like when you like talk about it, when you hear other successful podcasts, like just list what they're using, it doesn't seem that hard. Like when you don't know what to do, it seems really difficult. Mm. But like it's just a matter of setting it up, buying a few things, and then you can go start your podcast. So yeah, I mean, it can be a little bit daunting in the start when you're trying to research everything that you yeah. need and that type of thing. But there is plenty of information around it online. Um, and, you know, once you have the equipment set up, you know, usually if you get an editor, he can help you out yeah. with some questions as well, like, you know, a couple of the settings, like what do you, how do you record it, what type yeah. of settings. Mm. Um, so, you know, usually if you, if you get an editor to help you out, um, he can answer some of those questions or she. Yeah. Uh, Love it. Uh, yeah, but I mean, once you once you fork out the money for a, a good mic, that's very important. Is that you do get a good mic? Um, audio quality is very important. Totally. Um, so don't be scared to to put down a little bit of money um, and invest in a good microphone. Um, but the rest of the equipment, um, I mean, GarageBand is free on Macs, mm-hmm. and um, I know there's free software that uh, guys on PCs use. Yeah, I think there's like audacity or something. Like a lot of our listeners and even us at the start, we were kind of worried about scoring those um, like big gun interviews, like the amazing people that are kind of epic, amazing, but a little bit intimidating. And, you know, you just assume we'll say no. Like how do you go about contacting these amazing people and getting them on your podcast? Okay, well, first up, you need to be very prepared that it's going to take a lot of perseverance and a lot of persistence. Mm. Um, not all the time, but you'll, you'll understand what I mean once you start to try and reach out to some of these people. Um, so, you know, some of them might say, oh, well, contact me again in six months' time. You know, I'm very busy right now. And you're thinking, oh, six months. Like, you know, sure you can fit an hour in that time, but, yeah. you know, you just got to roll with it. Yeah. So if they say that, make sure you do follow up with them. Make sure yeah. you contact them again in six months' time. A lot of people probably don't reconnect with them if they're asking for similar types of things. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you do that, it's something that's going to make you stand out and they'll often actually respect you for doing so. One of the tools I use is followup.cc. Mm-hmm. That's a really cool tool. So if, um, it's, so if you get a response from someone that says, you know, contact me again in six months, mm-hmm. 
you reply to that person and in the BCC line, you put in a date at followup.cc. Wow. And send the email and you'll actually get that email sent back to you in six months' time or whatever date you put in the email address. So very cool tool, followup.cc. That's a good one I use to track um, you know, guests that I want to land on the show. Awesome. I also have a very organized spreadsheet of everyone I'd like to contact and get on the podcast, mm-hmm. uh, all their contact information, um, you know, Twitter, email, all that type of thing. Um, okay, other ways to try and get um, the big guns on the podcast. Um, it's, it generally is a cold email. Yeah. So I have a customer, I have a template that I use and I usually tweak it a little bit. Um, to actually try and personalize it for that mm-hmm. guest. So if someone who I want to interview is perhaps a, um, a let's just say they're a day trader, I might actually f- um, tweak a couple lines in the email mm-hmm. to actually say, you know, we'd love to learn more about your day trading, mm-hmm. something or other. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, usually most traders uh, are somewhat niche. They focus on, um, you know, a certain style of trading or they they trade a certain market. Mm-hmm. So I like to try and express that in the interview. Uh, sorry, in the, in the email. So it doesn't just look like a generic email. Yeah, yeah, love that. Good so that's, that's a good idea. Um, in the early days, what I did, and you know, it would probably still be effective to this day, um, is I'll include a link in the email. So instead of sending like a really long email trying to explain all the ins and outs of your podcast, yeah. you can create a page on your website um, like a guest info page, mm-hmm. and it might just have an accordion on there with some commonly asked questions. Um, you know, and those questions might be, how do we do the interview? You know, obviously over Skype or mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. you do. Um, what questions, what topics will we talk about? Um, how do we make a time? Just all those sort of generic questions that people might commonly ask. And the thing is, like, sometimes people might not want to ask those questions. They might just disregard mm, yeah. Quest. Um, so that way the information's right there. They can access it instantly instead of having to actually email you back and get yeah. a question. A That's lot of a people really good questions. idea. Yeah, because it, yeah. it saves time for everyone as well then. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So it definitely saves time for yourself also. Um, I'd also say don't be afraid to get on the phone. Um, mm. Obviously, you know, email is very convenient and it's at our fingertips and it's easy to use. But, you know, a, a I mean, it's, it's kind of difficult to, to get some of these traders on because they trade their own money for themselves. It's a very personal thing. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like in entrepreneurship and that sort of thing, everyone usually has a company. So they have obviously a phone line. So don't be afraid to get on the phone and ring them up. I'll usually do an email, um, a follow-up email. If I don't hear anything, I'll either maybe do a third email. I don't be too pushy. Yeah. Um, but you know, get on the phone if need be. Um, also ask previous guests for an introduction. So after the interview, um, you know, you might ask, you know, is there anyone else who you recommend might be a really good interview? Mm. And if so they might, you know, connect you with one of their friends. Um, and just to take it one step further, I always suggest that you try to stay in touch with your guests afterwards so either send them an email at christmas time you know tweet their interview again and tag them in it obviously yeah Um, you're putting together like a roundup post um reach out to them you know involve them and that sort of thing just keep that relationship sort of going um so you just stay on their radar and you know 
reach out to them, you know, six months or, you know, when, whenever need be. Yeah. So that's, uh, you know, instead of just doing a once-off interview and then, you know, thanks very much, see you later and never have anything more mm-hmm. to do. So it's a good way to, to build relationships and have some solid contacts uh, within your industry. I love that. I really love that We're advice. going to implement that. I know. <laughs> and also, this is probably a personal question for our podcast, but um, like with like sharing the podcast episode on Twitter, do you like put that into something like Edgar or some recurring social sharing thing where it shares like every so often? Like we've just noticed that when we've been interviewed before, we see the same tweet like pop up every, I don't know, three months or so from the same person promoting our interview. Do you think that's a good idea or do you think that's a little bit like, because uh, it kind of gets annoying on our side and we're like, should we do that or is that just annoying for everyone? Yeah, I think it's, I actually have started using something recently called Revive Old Post. It's ah, a WordPress plugin. Yeah. Um, yeah, you need to be a little bit careful with it. I, I would only suggest doing it once you have like a good number of yeah. like blog posts or yeah. um, interviews or, or podcast episodes. Um, it is good on Twitter. I think mm-hmm. it is good on Twitter because, you know, as we know, tweets don't have a very long lifespan. Yeah, you're right. yeah. So if you're only tweeting an interview one time, it's yeah. it, the, it's only going to be seen by a very small percentage of your followers. So yeah. if you're you know, retweeting that every so often, it's, um, you know, it's going to attract more, yeah. more attention. So uh, I think it is a good idea, but you just need to be a little bit careful um, how you do it. You don't obviously don't want to spam your followers with just sending out the same information over and over again. Yeah. So you need to be a little bit strategic in, in how you do it. But wow. overall, I think it is a good idea to, to re-promote your content. Yeah, awesome. definitely. Good tip. Awesome. So we know that we listened to um, some episodes of your podcast yesterday, actually, and we know that you have some sponsors on board, which is really cool because, like, down the track, we want to do that too with our podcast. So is that how you monetize your podcast at the moment? It is, yeah. So pod, um, sponsorship is definitely the, the main breadwinner at the moment. Mm-hmm. We have also got a premium ebook and one-on-one coaching with mm-hmm. some past Yeah, we thought that so cool how you do that yeah and i mean that was that was i think it's a really cool opportunity and, and service for listeners because i know obviously firsthand how hard it is to get one-on-one access yeah. to some of these guys um so it's a, you know it's a very convenient way for them to just book a session online um and make a time to actually get a one-on-one coaching session with um some of the that i've got three coaches currently and they're all guys who have previously featured on the podcast so they're, um, you know, successful traders in their own right. That's um, awesome. But, yeah, sponsorship is definitely the main breadwinner at this stage and obviously it's sort of given me more of an incentive to actually increase the download numbers yeah. of the podcast now as well because it's no longer just kind of like vanity metrics to say, oh, my podcast has this many downloads and, you know, we've got this many followers. It's it now actually that stuff really matters when you have sponsorship. So, yeah. Yeah, and then also I'm planning on opening some type of membership, um, subscription type uh, service, um, but you know, still very early stages on that. Still kind of planning that out. So, um, yeah, to answer your question, um, the long and the short of it, yeah, sponsorship is is definitely the, the best way to monetize yeah. for us right now. And cool. like when you 
go and seek your sponsors or they come to you, are they aware of what a podcast is? Because we reckon that maybe, like especially in Australia, that podcast is kind of just taking off. But is your audience like mainly in America and like that's why they like they understand what a podcast is and what the power of it? Yeah, so about 60% of our listeners or listeners of Chat with Traders are in the United States. Wow. Amazing. Um, are they familiar with what a podcast is? A lot of them know. A lot of them have never sponsored mm, a podcast wow. in the past. So, um, yeah, it, it's what I what I have actually. So this is how I've been trying to approach uh, sponsors, and it's very much the same as how I approach um, my uh, getting guests on the podcast. Yeah. So it, it's very much the same sort of procedure, um, and I think you know now nowadays it's a little bit easy. For easier for me to secure guests on the podcast obviously mm-hmm. when you're starting out you don't really have any trust and no one really knows what you're trying yeah. to do um and i think it's a little bit the same for sponsors but you know once you can get mm. some sponsors you can get some case studies and that sort of thing yeah. um it makes sense but what i do is i'll usually email someone just a, a brief email uh, obviously i have a template for that as well i try to customize it to them and i include in there why i think I have a good target audience for them. Mm. Um, so I'll make sure to really mention that. And I'll also include um, a link to a sponsor page. So if you go to chatwithtraders.com forward slash sponsor, you can actually see the page that I link companies cool. who I'd like to sponsor the podcast to. Um, and on that, it's just got a brief summary about what is the podcast. So we explain what is Chat with Traders and you know, just to try and get them excited. Um, we there's some of the names that we've had on the podcast because obviously these guys are pretty big figures in the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, so it builds your trust immediately. Uh, we also include reviews and tweets. So mm, um, that's, really, know, that's really good social proof. Uh, some of your reviews from iTunes. Yeah. So, so getting cool. reviews in iTunes is, is very important um, and not just because it helps you to rank well in iTunes, yeah. but you can also use those in you know for social proof on your website um you know in my case i use it on my sponsorship page um but you can also get quoted from you know listeners say this about the podcast and like pr and media and that sort of thing as well so um i've kind of got gone off on a tangent that's like really awesome and we're gonna put the link to i want to check out your sponsor page i'm like that's so smart and your website's so pretty too so i just like to look at it <laughs> it is a very pretty website. So, what do you reckon is like the coolest slash best thing that you've experienced from having a podcast? Well, I mean, it's it's awesome to be able to meet and connect with other people in the industry. Yeah. Mm. So, there's no question about that. What I've also feel very fortunate about is I've been able to build a business around something I actually wanted to learn more about. Yeah, I think that's really cool, um, and it didn't necessarily require me to be an expert because you know myself I'm still a developing trader I don't claim to be hugely successful as a trader and you know be making huge profits um, but I'm working towards that so mm. this has allowed me to actually create an, a business around something I was passionate about and wanted to spend more time doing anyway um, love that it's also a really effective way to grow your network um, you know and, and from a business point of view um, you know, as they say, your network is your net worth. And I really do yeah. believe that. Um, and it's also been really cool, you know, as of recently to to work with 
um, businesses who are sponsoring the podcast because uh, we had Trading Technologies, which is a big um, futures trading platform, uh, very popular. They are actually this, their technology is actually used in a lot of big trading firms, so they're a very reputable company. Um, I think they've got like 16 offices around the globe and wow. over 300 staff. So it was really cool to be able to secure yeah. a very reputable brand That's like that awesome. and like align yourself with, with those types of companies. So yeah. um, I'd say those are probably up there with, with some of the top benefits of, of running a podcast. Yeah, because oh, we always that. say like sponsorship because we do a bit of sponsor work with our blog. Like even working with brands can kind of raise your credibility as well. Like especially exactly. when, yeah, like I mean – that massive brand with 16 offices. That's huge. Like, that's really amazing. So mm-hmm. amazing. So, Aaron, I can imagine, like, there would have been a few stuff-ups along the way. Like, I mean, we had, like, an issue <laughs> with one of our very first interviews where our voices ended up going into chipmunk voices. Like, even more so. <laughs> like, actual chipmunk voices. Yeah, it was bad. Like, has anything like that ever happened to you and how did you overcome it? Well, I haven't had any huge stuff-ups, touch wood. Um, <laughs> it's definitely been times when I've lost my notes and I've forgotten what question I wanted mm. to ask or they've said something which was a bit obscure and I wasn't expecting. I didn't really know how to react to that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess that's the luxury of doing a podcast where it's not live. So yeah. you, ha- you can, you know, chop those parts out afterwards. Um, but usually if I stumble on a question, I just restart the question um, and the editor chops that out and no one will ever oh. know. So, you, you, know, you know, if you stutter on your words or you, you want to restart the question, just, just keep going. Don't make a big deal about it. Mm. Just, you know, start again. And, um, you know, the guest is obviously not going to say anything. They're totally fine with you doing yeah. that. Um, I, I, I mean, I have had a few interviews that I've, not released and probably never will be released, Um, which is kind of disappointing when that happens. Um, I just kind of felt like they weren't up to scratch. Um, And you've got to be very sensitive to this because, you know, you don't want to – because it reflects on you. Mm, You know, if you release an interview that isn't up to scratch, you're seen as putting out content that isn't up to scratch as well. So you've got to be – you've got to put your best foot forward and really try and give – your, your audience, good content. Yeah. Um, you know, if you, if you drop the ball, then, you know, chances are you might lose a few listeners, which is less than ideal. Yeah. And so do you have to, like, tell the interviewee that you're not going to release it? Like, or um, do you sort of not <laughs> tell them? <laughs> it just hasn't come out. Okay. Come okay. Out. So, yeah, I mean, it's not an ideal situation. Um, and, I, you know, I'm not proud of it. Um, but, you know, sometimes interviewing traders is a little bit difficult, especially because, a lot of them are very personal um, yeah. and they don't do much public speaking. They have no mm. incentive to do public speaking um, or do an interview. Um, so you, you often don't actually know. You've often never actually heard them speak before yeah. you get on to do an interview. So, I mean, it's just something to be wary of. I usually try, you know, I'm obviously trying to take something away from that and, and learn and from that. So... Obviously, yeah, it's it's important to to thoroughly research who you're trying to bring on the podcast before mm. you you reach out to them. That's really yeah, good, advice. good advice. So, Aaron, what are your top three podcasting tips? Okay, well, I'd like to focus these tips around growth because I know a lot of people awesome. Love it. start a podcast, 
you know, they, they might reach a certain number and it might plateau. Mm. Um, I mean, I could give you probably a lot of tips, um, but I'm, <laughs> I'm going to say these are probably three that I think are very important. Um, so the first of all, before you do anything, design is very important. I can't stress that enough. Mm. You need to have a good website. Yeah. Good design will take you a long way. It makes you look more reputable mm-hmm. in the eyes of your listeners and in the eyes of your guests. Mm. If you have a crappy looking website and you're reaching out to some you know, mm. big names in your industry to try and get them on your podcast, you know, it, it's almost insulting to them. Yeah. So invest the money. You know, if you have to put down $2,000, $3,000, $4,000, I don't care. You need to do that mm-hmm. and get a good website. Um, there's no point doing it half-assed. Great advice. Um, so, so to do that, I would suggest staying away from websites such as, um, what is it now, Upwork and you know, freelancer.com yeah. Yeah. sorts yeah. of websites. I would suggest you know, there, there's probably a bunch of these types of websites around, but one that I find is really good is dribble.com and that's dribble spelt with three Bs. Oh. Um, you can go on there. And if you actually sign up for a pro user, which I think is maybe $20 per year, mm-hmm. you can actually search for freelancers that are available for hire and you can see their portfolio on there. There's wow. a very high caliber of talent on that website. Oh, that's awesome. Um, so that would be one place I would look um, for a designer. Um, obviously, you know, I said, you know, two to $4,000. You know, it is possible to, to do the website yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a lot of tutorials around online. You know, make sure you do a, a WordPress website, um, ideally. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a lot of tutorials around online for how to start it, how to do a website yourself. But you know, be be very aware of, of how it's going to look to other people. Um, you're not designing for you. Mm-hmm. You're designing for your visitors and you know your guests and that sort of thing. So you know, if if the design that you put together is not awesome, then chances are anyone coming to that page is also going to think worse of it than you do. Yeah, uh, great advice. So, yeah, don't be afraid to spend money and, and get a good website up. Um, it's going to make it much easier to build a following and get gas. And I'd also just throw in there, make sure you optimize that website to capture email addresses so you can grow your, your list. Um, I've recently sort of made a few changes to chatwithtraders.com um, to, to capture more email addresses. That's awesome. Uh, um, so, you know, if you want, you can maybe check that out and get a few ideas. Yeah, um, but there's definitely plenty, will. Of, plenty of articles around online that will tell you how to get more subscribers. So mm. I'd definitely look into that. Um, second point, know where your audience hangs out and mm. engage with them. So one of the things I discovered early on was that Twitter was awesome for chat with traders. Yeah. It's a very active trading community on Twitter. Um, so obviously that's been the platform that's had most of my attention. Um, you know, if you do something like, you know, personal fitness or, or whatever, maybe Instagram's better for you. Yeah. But find a platform or some sort of social media platform that your audience hangs out. Um, maybe it's not even a social media platform. It might be something else, but know where your audience hangs out and then engage with them. So I always try to encourage engagement. Some of the things I do, 
um, you know, outside of even social media is I'll put open to answering questions um, that any of the listeners have. And if they do have questions, put them in the comments section underneath the interview. Awesome. Um, so that's, that's uh, another way to increase engagement. Um, on Twitter, you know, if someone shares your post or, or shares, your, um, uh, shares your podcast episode, don't just like it, mm-hmm. you know, actually reply to that person, say thanks so much for mm-hmm. listening. You know, it's just more engaging, um, you know, and they probably, they probably share things all the time. Um, and they just, you know, the person always gives them a favorite or a like as it now is. Um, you know, if you actually take the time to reply to that person, say thank you very much for listening, hope you enjoyed it, whatever that is, mm-hmm. it's going to stand out to them. Totally. Um, and they're likely to share your content again in the future. I love that advice. Um, we've got that, we've got that. Um, uh, just to go off that is make your emails personal. Uh, this sort of ties back in with engaging with your audience. So when I write emails out to my list, um, I email out every new episode. I try to write them as though I'm talking to my best friend. Yeah. So it's very easy to write an email and be very very prim and proper and formal. Um, I think it's it's good to have a casual tone. Yeah. I should actually add on to that. It's it probably depending on your industry, but in finance and trading and that sort of thing, a lot of things are very straight up and down and boring. Yeah. I try to sort of make it, you know, I'm 25, so I try to, you know, act my age a little bit and not like I'm a 50-year-old. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, uh, totally. Just make your emails very personal. Yeah. Uh, and it, have a bit of fun with and it And it's too. about being yourself exactly. as well, like not trying to be someone else just because the industry might be like that. Exactly, 100%. And that's awesome. going to make you stand out like even Over more. Yeah. everybody else. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it, it, you know, it makes people actually want to read your emails. Yeah, yeah so totally. The, the third point I'd have, and this is something I've recently done, was still, you know, in the very early stages yeah. of this, but I've actually partnered with another large blog in the industry. Oh. Um, so this is something that I hadn't even really thought of before. This is actually, they approached me about wow. this idea. And obviously, it kind of um, sounded like a win-win, so I'm going for it. But mm-hmm. this is something that other podcasters might want to think about. So if there's, another, if there's another blog in your industry that pumps out really good content, they've got you know, a decent-sized following, a good audience, uh, you like what they represent, there may be an opportunity there for you to partner with them if they don't have a podcast and you might be able to get your podcast oh. embedded on their website. Oh, wow. Um, so that's just something to think about. Um, that's the kind of deal that we've struck up with, with this company. Mm. Um, still, like I mentioned, in the very early stages of it, but it's all going ahead. Cool. Um, so, yeah, it's something to think about um, and just sort of leveraging someone else's audience. Obviously, you're helping out them as well because you're providing good content yeah. for their website. Obviously, I'm still keeping chat with traders.com and that's all still going to go yeah. as per normal. Um, but it's just an extra way to distribute your content and, you know, they're going to be mailing it out to their list and their, you know, weekly or daily emails or whatever wow. they do. So just something to think about. Um, could be a way to actually really ramp up the listeners of, of your podcast and, and just distribute your content either for, even further. 
Definitely. Oh, I've never even thought of that. That's awesome. You'll have to keep us posted with how it goes. I will, for sure. Awesome. Well, I mean, Aaron, we've had so much good stuff in this episode and I'm just really excited that all of our listeners are going to be able to take it home and kind of get to work and start thinking about whether a podcast might be right for them. And we do have one last question for you. But before we get to that, we'd love you to tell everybody where is the best place they can find you and more info about Chat With Traders. For sure. So you can go to the website, which is just chatwithtraders.com. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Chat with Traders. Um, and you can also send me an email if you have any questions, which is just Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, at chatwithtraders.com. Um, I always respond to everyone and I'm obviously very active on Twitter as well. So any of those avenues uh, you can reach me at. Oh, that's awesome. Oh. And the last question is, what is the one mantra you're living by right at this moment? Well, if I, I could sum it up in just two words. Ooh. I'd say hustle harder and... Actually, I'll throw in another one. Think bigger. I think those are those are two very important things that I'll try to try to keep in the back of my mind every day. Oh, I love it. Well, thank oh. you again, Aaron, for coming on the show. It's been such a pleasure chatting with you. And um, yeah, we're so grateful for your time and all the knowledge that you've shared today. No trouble whatsoever. Thank you very much for having me on. It was a lot of fun. loved that episode you need to tune in to episode 41 and 42 because we continue the podcast theme we are talking with Ronsley Vaz of one of Australia's biggest podcasts also on episode 42 we take you through our exact podcast process so you too can learn how to start your own podcast yay Remember to give us a five-star rating in the App Store if you love it, which you do. So yay, every review helps and we love reading them. Have a great day.